0: Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to season three, episode number five of Be With Me. And we are stuck, and this is, a, this is always a good thing in the Bible. If you get stuck in a place, it's always a good thing. And that is at the Last Supper, uh, and Jesus is washing their feet. So I'm stuck a little bit on the washing of feet. And specifically today is the betrayer. This whole thing with Judah, Judas. Is like, what is he doing at this family event, if you will, the spiritual family event, where he is definitely not part of that uh, spiritual family? What is he doing there? Why did Jesus have him at the Last Supper, and why is he there for the foot-washing part? So we're going to get to that. Uh, Let me just refresh your memory of the story. This is John 13. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God. I happen to know that that verse, verse 3, was uh, a relatively new believer. This was their first verse that they ever underlined. In their Bible, John 13 3. It was one that uh, they apparently were stuck on and that they found particular importance in and demonstrated that value by underlining it. So let me just read it again. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, he rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a the towel that was wrapped around him. I'm going to go down to verse 10. Jesus said to Peter, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. He's starting to refer to Judas here. Verse 11, For he knew who was to betray him. That is why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so am I. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I'm not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. And then he's quoting scripture here now from Psalm uh, 41. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I'm telling you this now before it takes place that when it does take place you may believe that I am he. So we have this magnificent act of service and teaching of Jesus and then in the middle of it we find this bad guy Judas and we see that the devil is involved in his life and before this we we studied that he went to the high priests, and he questioned them, and he negotiated finances, and he assessed offers and amounts, and eventually he consented. So don't think that Judas is a, you know, some sort of a satanic robot here, uh, he, and he's held accountable uh, for this. He's tempted by his own desires. So we find that all the way back in, in verse 2. And then uh, one of the things that, that hit me today is is just the word betrayer. The word betrayer is used over and over again. And it's the strongest word of, of a conflict and rebellion against a person. Because it's a person that's inside your camp. Listen to this. This is from Psalm 41. This is the, the, the passage where this uh, came from. This is Psalm 41, verse 9. Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. So it actually refers to a close friend. It's only a close friend that can betray you, right? Uh, otherwise, they're just a plain old external uh, uh, enemy. So then in verse 10, we find out that not everyone is clean and he's, and they're... they're smoking this guy out, Judas out, for he knew who was to betray him, so the Lord knows this. He knows who's uh, in the family and who's out of the family. And this is the crazy part that caught me today. Uh, I'm This is Jesus, verse 19. I'm telling you this now, before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. So this is a prophecy And as far as I know, this is the shortest prophecy from prophecy to fulfillment that there is in the Bible. There's probably another one, and maybe one of you biblical scholars can find it, but I think this is it. So Jesus is saying, somebody, one of you guys is going to betray me, he's going to give some details in the following uh, verses, we're not going to talk about that today. One of you guys is going to betray me, and... In just a couple of hours, we don't know exactly how many hours, so they're at the Last Supper, they're having Passover, they're going to uh, march to the Garden of Gethsemane, and that's where he's going to get betrayed, and that prophecy is going to be fulfilled. So it's not even a day, it's just hours that this prophecy, it's not centuries or millennia, which some of the prophecies uh, take. So this is the other thing that's amazing. I do not know a single person who tells their spiritual story this way, that uh, because of the predictions and the prophecies of Jesus over Judas, that has resulted in my belief. So no one has ever said, I came to believe because of the prophetic fulfillment that Judas was going to betray Jesus, quote-unquote. But that's what Jesus says is going to happen. I am telling you this now, before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. So we're in the Gospel of John, John's all about belief, but he's saying one of the things that should buoy your faith, encourage your faith, is that Judas betrayed me, comma, just like I said he was going to. So this Judas has got his fangs in me here today, and he's giving us a backdrop or a foothold, quote-unquote, for an example. We're going to talk about that uh, tomorrow. But one of the things that Judas does is he calls us to belief. And Jesus points this out and says, because Judas betrayed me and I'm predicting beforehand and the prophecy comes true, that you can actually use this horrible thing. So why are we talking about Judas? Is because it can actually result in our belief. Why is Judas at the family dinner? So that people believe. What a crazy thing the Bible is. Thanks for listening.